Hey everyone, welcome back to Six Pod, your weekly sports podcast um, hosted by Jacob and Simon. So we'll just get right into it. We've got a lot to cover today. Hope you guys are doing well, enjoying uh, enjoying this. I guess if you're listening now, this first week of the second month of 2021, I'm excited to see what this month brings. We got lots on the go. What do we have, Simon? We got you know NHL in full swing, ML- NBA in full swing, uh, MLB starts reporting this month. It's uh, a lot of action coming up in the next next couple of weeks. So lots to look forward to, and we got some stuff to talk about this week, like I like I just mentioned. So uh, Simon, I think wants to start us off. It's not really a Toronto story here, but I think we got a San Jose Sharks. Um, a little take here, so let's let's get into it. What do we got, Jacob? The San Jose Sharks are not going to be a good hockey team for the foreseeable future. Uh, future. Uh, so they're currently in last place in the West, dead last. They and like the stats match the eye test. They are not looking. Also, oh, the uh, eye test is uh, it's valid superb here. here. Super okay. Um, I'm just going to give you some contract lengths, AAV and ages, just so we really get a full idea of where the, where the sharks are going to be, um, in like six years average. Okay. So let's start off with Kane. Okay. 29, five years, $7 million a year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Burns is 35, five times $8 million. Carlson, 30, seven times $11.5 million. He deserves that though. Vlasic, 33, six, four, seven million dollars. Six years, seven mil. Okay. Um, Couture, seven years, eight million dollars that's a lot of money jacob for like like average players and that's a lot of term careful careful there about eric um we don't want to be everyone else there yeah that's uh, 11.5 million dollars for carlson are you at the time listen to me at the time he signed that he was arguably the best defenseman in the league at the time he signed that I think he's worth it. Still, you would maybe sign maybe that. not maybe not still maybe not still. But at the time, he was he was worth that. I'm sorry, but other than that, these guys are for the most parts right, except maybe Evander Kane past their prime and and still going to make anywhere from five to eight million dollars a year until they're they, late thirties. Trade you can't trade these contracts like you're you gonna, could you could to a, to like a big spender up a lot right like. I could I could see a team like Toronto who has like you know uh, a pretty big bank account um, looking to add you know but the cap I could see though, them Sherm. could you yeah maybe the cap but what if you trade someone like Morgan Riley and a couple prospects and get back Brent Burns or ever or Vlasic <laughs> for for eight million dollars I'm not doing that you don't like, think you don't think story. no Dubas could no. make that work I mean Dubas has uh, swindled some other GMs in the in the in the past four players, but no, I wouldn't even make that trade. The point of this, this, this quick intro, you wouldn't uh, make that trade. 
what trade Morgan Riley and, and a couple prospects for, for Brent Burns. Yeah. No, I would not. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. No, I wouldn't. For five yeah, years at eight million, absolutely yeah. not. Is it five years from this year, or did he sign it like a couple I years don't ago? Know. He... I don't know that. Okay. Okay. Um, regardless, though, if you're a San Jose fan and you're listening to this, a why are you listening to a Toronto sports sports podcast? Uh, B, I'm worldwide. We're worldwide uh, at this point. So I'm. Uh, I am. I'm sorry that you are stuck with that that's that's unfortunate and like the sharks were good a couple of years ago like they were making cup runs and that's there's like this kind of what this is what kind of happens when you are really committed to getting a cup and now you are suffering the consequences anyways there isn't really much to to say uh, more than than that other than I just thought those numbers were, were kind of staggering and I thought I'd bring those up not only just because I think they're abysmal but Carlson was also involved and I know you have a special place in in your heart for him so that's just yeah I, I, say. yeah so let's you know let's keep uh let's keep his uh his name a little cleaner than the others but there was there was a point where uh I would say not only was Carlson my favorite hockey player Simon he was probably my favorite athlete for a couple of years there so you know, let's keep his name a little clean, okay? Just on this pod. This is a Carlson pod, so let's just keep him name. Let's just keep him clean, okay? All right. So Jacob, tell us, tell the listeners how are their how are the Raptors doing in in your heart? How are how are they performing for you? Yeah. So, gonna be honest, um, their their record may not indicate it, but the Raptors are actually playing much better basketball than the first couple of games of the season. Uh, they're right now eight and 10, which puts them in 10th place and just um, one game back of eighth place. So they're one game back of the Hornets and they're half game back of the Knicks, both of which teams are overperforming right now. And if the Raptors continue to play at this level, um, they should be able to, you know, get back into that playoff position. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, their, their, their record doesn't really indicate the performance um, they're having They're They're playing right now without uh, OG and Norman Powell who are, both pretty clean players, like top six players on this team, right? So playing without those guys, um, but also being in every game they've played so far, like they played Milwaukee the other night and they were in most of that game for like with without OG and and without Norm. And if, if you're able to, I feel like if you're able to play, actually no, Norm was in that game, but if you're able to play with the Bucs, the second the second seed in the East right now and, and kind of stay in most of the game, that's that's more indicative of, of the Raptors' actual, um, you know, like the way they're going, the way they're trending right now, um, than their record is. And and they did lose another close one to the the Kings the other night. Was it? Yeah, it was close, right? I'm trying to remember. The games kind of jumbled together. Did uh did we lose by yeah, we lost by three. We lost by three. So or two, two. We lost by two. Sorry guys. Um but yeah, I'm I'm encouraged by how they've been playing. And I just think um a couple of guys can get back to full health. We'll we'll start, you know, winning more than we're losing. I think uh, I think you know one of the reasons why you may be getting confused about the the close games is because there's just been so many, right? A lot yeah. of the Raptors' loss uh, losses thus far in the season have been winnable games, and they you know play either half a uh, half a game or or, or three. Uh, they play full three quarters of like really really good Raptors basketball, and they just just go to sleep in in the fourth or near near the end of the third and. 
Um, it comes yeah. back to us not having that sure. that kind of closing player, right? So mm-hmm. today, I, I um, personally yeah. think I see the Raptors. Um, like obviously, their their record right now isn't um, super pretty. Or um, if you're just gonna be looking at that, it is not. Um, does not give any any sense of like optimism. However, I do see like a lot of the games going either ways and if the Raptors can just you know put a couple of you know put a couple of those uh losses uh in, in the win column uh, I think we're having a different conversation but no I I agree that a lot of the things that I'm seeing um within the last couple of games uh are uh, promising Siakam's looking a little bit better um you know, Chris Boucher continues to um really have uh, strong outings Stanley Johnson has also looked good too. Uh, Terrence Davis, all all things that we, uh, as Raptors fans, are, are looking forward to, and and hope me, uh, those uh, hope those uh, continue to happen. Yeah, let me just pull up a quick stat here. So, the Raptors in their last ten are six and four. Simon, do you want to know how many Eastern Conference teams are better than that in their last ten? How many? Only two. Only two Eastern Conference teams are better than the Raptors in their last 10, and that's the 76ers and the Nets, first and second place. So Milwaukee, six and four in their last 10. Atlanta, six and four in their last 10. The Raptors, six and four in their last 10. All the other Eastern Conference teams have been kind of in their last 10, either around 500 or having a losing record. So this this could mean like some of these other teams have had hot starts and the Raptors are just kind of getting started now, right? So, hey, I think I think we're trending in the right direction and, Hopefully, hopefully that that Raptors team shows us what they're made of. Nurse has to learn how to put a mask on. He hates the mask. I think. I think he. I. I don't know what. I don't know what he hates more, Matt Thomas or that mask. Because like yeah. every time he like wants to either yell at a player or at the ref, he pulls it down, or like it's not like what's the point. Like, uh, do you know, are there fines? Like, what are, what, like, what's the NBA doing for this? Because, and it, I, I'm, I don't want to pick on Nurse here because I know other coaches are doing it, but like, Nurse is like, it's very evident he takes every opportunity to like take the mask off. Do you know what the like policies are? Like, are, are they fining coaches? Yeah, so if like if you look at a game, right, you have ten players on the court are not wearing a mask, and if you're on the bench, you're wearing a mask, and that's like half the time, like not everyone on the bench is even wearing a mask. So I, I think it's pretty loosely, uh, pretty loosely regulated. Um, I don't think like I think we would have seen fines at this point, especially in Nick Nurse's direction, um, if there <laughs> were, if there were um, fines for that kind of thing but i think since the nba has been doing pretty well recently like i think this week we had a day where there was just one case so so yeah as of as of late the nba has been been keeping it under control hmm. i don't think yeah i don't think there's going to be much regulation going on for the for the on-court funny activities but yeah speaking of nick nurse and and that mask i think i think what's the point What's the point of you wearing a mask if you're going to like, because when he takes it off, it's to yell, Simon. And when you're yelling, 
how much more saliva do you think comes out of your mouth than when you're just breathing quietly? You know That's what I mean? when the aerosol droplets like come out. That's why there's been like so many super spreader events with like, like choirs or like, um, like singing things or like theater and stuff like that's like people have gotten COVID because when you're speaking with more uh, power and, and more mm-hmm. intent and mm-hmm. my goodness, does Nick nurse do both of those things? Yeah. Um, that's when like aerosol droplets get increased, like just even further. And Do you think if he gets uh, an NN mask, if he gets an NN on the mask, maybe he'll keep it on? Uh, <laughs> maybe for uh, for for PR, uh, Jacob. I, I just want to throw a quick stat in that that that's just happening right now. Um, so the Oilers are are playing uh, the Suns tonight, and basically, I know I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I, 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 I got to say this though. I just got to say this. So Drysaddle and McDavid, five points, twenty. Eight minutes. That's yeah, sounds, that's sounds right. That's absurd. Ottawa is not good at hockey at all. Zero. Bright future though. Yeah, in like three years, two years. Simon, Regardless there's going to rebuild. You know, once you let Eric Carlson go, I know, I know, I know. We're going to bring him back up, but once you let him go, want to make bets? Everything make went bets. downhill. Jacob, let's make a bet right now. So it's currently ten thirty-five p.m. How many points do you think McDavid's going to finish with tonight? And how many does he have right now? He has five. Oh, him and Dry still have five. Each. Each. Oh, oh, I thought you meant. No, no. Like, no, no. Oh, okay. So that's, that's yeah, it's, terrible. it's currently 7 3. Hey, they got five. three goals. That's <laughs> impressive. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's safe to say McDavid adds one more point. Okay, I'm going to say two more. So I think he's going to two finish more? tonight with seven. So you say six, I say seven. We'll, we'll 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 touch back on that tonight. Okay, we'll touch back on that. But sorry, Jacob, I'm I kind of railroaded your um, spiel about the nurse, the nurse mask, and and situation. I, yes, I do, I do think he loves that logo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I he does a lot. Yeah, self uh, self branded, and then. All right, Simon. Um, I know there was another hockey story we wanted to touch on before we touch on the Leafs, but um, remind me if I'm getting his name wrong. But Tony something. I I don't know what's his name. So it's uh, Tony D'Angelo. Tony and D'Angelo. We'll start at present day. Present day. And uh, today at. Uh, this morning, uh, Tony D'Angelo was placed on waivers. And that, that rose uh, some eyebrows because he is uh, a, a good defenseman. He is not very good at the defense part, but he can play um, good offense. He, he, he is kind of like a, a Tyson Berry if Tyson Berry actually did what people paid Tyson Berry to do. Regardless, though, uh, Tony D'Angelo has uh, a little bit of a dark past. If we're going to rewind to this past summer, he was caught up in spewing COVID conspiracy theories, um, actively promoting the election fraud uh, via his Instagram and Twitter. Once um, Twitter and, and Instagram started 
you know, cracking down on on these types of things. He then posted a story saying that he is moving uh, to Parlor uh, and encouraged all of his fans, young fans, I might I may add, to young impressionable to get, minds, right? Yeah, yeah, to go to uh, Parlor as well. I, I want to. Can you break down back. what Parlor is? Just break down yeah, what Parlor so Par- is, real quick. Extremely conservative Twitter. Uh, basically like a free speech uh, Twitter that has now been shut down everywhere because the lack of um, like verified uh, things on it. So uh, regardless, uh, it's very clear. Tony D'Angelo has um, very specific political views and is not afraid of spewing that before I talk about the current situation that happened last game, I want to provide a little bit of a backstory just on Tony D'Angelo's just past. Um, in, in junior, uh, when he played with Sarnia, he broke the OHL's um, inclusivity, um, racial diversity, um, speech policy twice. Do you know? Do you know what for? Like, I think, I think he, I think he used some, some, some racial slurs at some players. Um, Mm -hmm. and he came into the league with a warning. Um, people knew what he was about, and yet he still verbally assaulted an NHL referee in Arizona. In this past summer, uh, a, a liked tweet that he has on his Twitter. I have the screenshot right here. Um, and I, I, I think it's important that we are not, uh, we're not here to promote like politics. We're, we're not sharing our political views, but it is very clear, and it will be clear in the coming, um, in the coming moments that. Um, uh, D'Angelo's uh, political views does uh, affect this. And so he liked this tweet, Jacob. The Black Lives Matter movement is a violent group that has roots in Marx- uh, Marxism. It's a disgrace that politicians, major American companies, and the media endorse their actions. So that's a liked tweet. While the NHL is trying to promote racial equality, while uh, Evander Kane and Matt Dumba and uh, Seth Jones and Wayne Simmons are, are are trying to create the platform or create more of a of an equality in the NHL. So the player is liking those tweets and, and promoting that. All kind of come comes with the uh, the identity that uh, D'Angelo has. Another example that I learned today was. Um, Keandre Miller, who is a black player for the New York Rangers. When he scored his uh, first NHL goal this past season, so in this season, D'Angelo took the puck and never gave it to him as a, as a hazing um, kind of veteran move. And, it, and it's funny that um, you know, Miller didn't ever have, you know, like, you know, in that, you know, like when a, when a, like that's a special moment, A, and B, like a photo's taken holding the puck and 
It's usually on the on the social media of the account of of, of the team. Um, and a picture was never posted for uh, um, Miller. However, you, when you mentioned Alessi's... Miller is is uh, an African American player, right? Yep, yep, black okay. player. Yeah. And funny that Alexis Lafreniere, who scored his first OT winner yesterday, uh, it wasn't yesterday. It was the it was the game before. Had his picture taken with the puck. It had the tape around it, et cetera, et cetera. So I know it's kind of convoluted, but we now know the backstory of, of Tony D'Angelo. Not a guy that I would not, uh, I not a guy that I would want to hang out with on the weekend. Jacob, do you agree? Yeah, man. Like again, you can have your own political views. You can lean left. You can lean right. But um, when it comes to kind of hurtful language and, and things like that and hurtful actions, that's that's when you kind of say, hey, um, regardless of your political views, this is kind of not what we agree with. And I don't think we agree with some of the things this guy has been promoting. So no, no. Yeah. And so back to present day, that's just kind of a, a, a backstory on Tony and, and what he represents. And as I said in the beginning here, it was a surprise when he was put on waivers. So there had to have been a little bit of more to the story. And, and as today progressed, it, it, as it's currently January, uh, January 31st, more details started to come to light, come to light, come to light. And so uh, apparently there was an altercation with uh, Alexander Gorgiev after their OT loss yesterday against, against the Penguins. Uh, Crosby scored a, an, an overtime goal, and apparently there was a miscommunication between D'Angelo and Gorgiev on ma- like man coverage, and it, it allowed Crosby to snip. The details of the altercation are still a little ambiguous. Uh, this has yet to be confirmed by the New York Rangers. Um, so by definition, this is speculation. However, multiple sources uh, on both the Canadian and American NHL coverage have confirmed this, that there was a fight between Gorgiev and D'Angelo in like the tunnel of Madison Square Gardens yesterday. Then a senior, or as the source said, who originally broke this, bigger player and i think bigger in in like terms of like uh popularity or like statue um or uh and it, it reports say that it was chris Kreider came in and uh punched uh tony d'angelo right in the face tony d'angelo did not take media availability yesterday um Gorgiev was out with a maintenance day. I, I haven't heard that often. Um, and yeah, sources say that you know D'Angelo's had a had a rough past with the team. Like some some players really really don't like him. Uh, Keandre Miller and and him have also apparently had uh, a not a. Uh, a great relationship, which makes total sense if we look at his his past and his behaviors, and you know, uh, that sucks. That sucks for uh, him 
And that's a moment that has been taken away. And, you know, being a, being a black hockey player in the NHL is not easy to begin with. And when you have a teammate who is not only like not accepting, but is like fully supportive of like anti black lives matter, like that that's tough. And it'll be interesting to see what happens now, right? Like, does a team pick him up? Probably not. Probably Arizona. If it was, I would say either Arizona or like Columbus. Like both teams have a past of like very, very like right political like agendas, like things like that. I don't think Seth Jones would allow that in Columbus. I don't th- no, but there are there have been some some yeah. um, some reports. But yes, no, I agree. Uh, but no, Arizona. I, I even that though, Jacob. Like I, I don't think you can. Like if this, if there are, if, if there it's is true, any yeah, merit, if it's true. yeah. If there's any merit to this, then I don't think he is going to get picked up. I don't see them just like terminating terminating his contract and eating eating the cap. I don't see New York doing that. But like, does he now just sit on the taxi squad or assign them to a or assign D'Angelo to a to an AHL contract? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see at twelve tomorrow on monday if uh if a team can they not has, release him they would have to eat the cap so how much does he make a year i i don't know that it's it's a lot though it's not it a is? lot it's not a lot but like I'm talking like three four i would say so around there i i can pull it up if you want um it, it's it's it i when i looked at it or when i saw it on online somewhere it, i was like yeah that's too much you can't just let that go um so that's kind of the story. Where are uh, your thoughts lay uh, on this? Um, yeah. So again, we just want to reiterate: this is a sports podcast. We're not trying to make anyone lean any certain ways, right? Like we respect everyone who's, who's got a right to vote and have an opinion. Uh, we just think something like this uh, needs to be brought up um, as it's it's going farther than the scope of political leanings, right? This isn't in the territory of racism and, and kind of just ignorance. So, well, I um, think this is not something I want to see in any professional sport and especially something like hockey um, where right now, like they're really working hard to, you know, be better at diversification and, and inclusion. And it's just not a great look for the league or the Rangers, but I'm glad like someone, like if it's true, Chris Kreider was able to like stand up to this guy um, but at the same time, I feel bad for this 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 rookie who's, like you said, having to walk into a situation where he already knows this guy's been known to um, um, essentially um, disagree with the statement Black Lives Matter. Um, and along with that, he hazes him by not giving him his first NHL goal puck. Like, that's ridiculous in itself. That's in itself ridiculous, not giving a rookie. Like, I get yeah. Okay. Welcome to the team. You have to carry my bag to the bus for three games. Like, okay, that's, that's kind of what I've been accustomed to as, you know, playing on a, on a, on a university team. I've had to carry bags for the older guys and do stuff like that, sing for them, things like that. But um, I don't think this really falls under hazing, Simon. I mean, this is, this is more of a, this is more of a mean, just an outright mean, um, unnecessary thing to do. Um, people work their whole lives just to make it to the NHL, and 
to not get your puck or a picture with your puck even is like that's that's really distasteful and i really hope that the team does something about that because um any everyone deserves to have their their first puck kind of in their trophy case at home um so i feel really bad for for that young man that player he's probably about our age right if he's yeah, in his rookie I would say year. So. so um and I, I yeah i can't imagine feeling that way and um this yeah this guy is just it's it's hearing stories about about this kind of thing is it's disconcerting and hey if i hope i hope the rangers find a way to to you know kind of distance themselves from this situation and and this player regardless of his his talent if you can have the talent simon but at the end of the day um i think your organization has to mm-hmm. have a have a culture there that you know goes with the league's um you know forward moving um system of inclusion and and um, diversification things like that so again I, I just want to reiterate we're not being trying to be political we're just kind of um spreading some light on something we feel needs to be talked about um again because it's important to to understand these things and talk about these things i think uh like six pods is stance on all of this type of stuff whether it be you know racial or um the racial equality or, or or gender equality it's we believe that like sports uh is for everyone and when it when there is acts of um either is it you know racism or or uh, misogyny like whenever these situations do happen we're going to talk about it because you know sports are for everyone and and we want to just promote that and so uh, yeah, what Jacob said, I, th- I think you put it perfectly, uh, Sherm, that we're not talking about, you know, his, his poli- you know, his political views and, you know, the, the act that he did. Um, we're just going to go back to the, the Keandre uh, Miller situation is it's mean what he did, but yeah, that's, that's, like that's like mixed me, with his po- like political views and his past that's when things get a little bit of escalated like that's just a dick move regardless like why are you taking a like a kid's first nhl goal puck like i i i would be devastated and if you combine that with his past in junior with his stance on uh black lives matter what like all of these things combined like that turns it in, into a, a a bigger situation like it turns into what you said like it's not hazing it's not bullying then it becomes something much more serious because the motivation may not just be you're trying to be a dick you're trying to purposely hurt this person because of his skin color and like that's not okay like yeah simon even if he like even if he did this to like a like a white player like it's it's a shitty thing to do to anyone so it's frustrating to see um, professional professional athletes who are role models to many and have a platform um, kind of misuse that so incredibly. So we're gonna we're gonna move on now. Um, Simon, can we talk about another Jays move that I think uh, I know? Sorry to switch gears like that really fast, but another Jays move that I think needs to be talked about. Let's do it. So Simon, I don't know if you heard. I'm sure you did. Marcus Simeon uh, signed with the Jays this past Monday. Um, 
Marcus is a utility infielder kind of player. He's played shortstop for the Oakland days for the past couple seasons. Um, previously played with the White Sox as well. Um, but he came more came into his own um, as an A player, athletics player, sorry. So we signed him for one year, $18 million. Um, couple things, um, Simon, I know your initial thought was why only one year and is 18 too much? Um, I'm sure a lot of people ask that question. Here's uh, insider Jacob to kind of, you know, give you the, the whole spiel. So just kidding. Um, I personally think though, this is kind of a, a tone setter for, for how the Jays are going to be taking this season. Um, signing a guy like Marcus Simeon not only adds to your lineup, it also kind of takes a little bit of pressure off some of the younger guys. So him going to, he's going to obviously play second or third. He's not going to play short. That's kind of, been laid out as Bo's position, but he's going to be moving either to third base and have Kevin stay at second, or he's going to move to second and have Biggio go to third, which I think um, has been talked about pretty frequently. Um, however, wherever he plays, he's, he's a solid glove. He's not like a gold glover like Angelton Simmons, who was also a free agent signed this week, but he is a he's a reliable glove um, in the field and in the in the batter's box. He 2019 was a top three. AL MVP finisher. Um, he had a fantastic season in 2019. Um, in 2020, not as great. He had a bit of a rough start, um, but a lot of reports, a lot of teammates said he was banged up for most of the season, lots of soreness, a um, couple couple muscle issues going throughout the year. So, and with a short season, like it's, it's obviously not a lot of time to turn that around. So when it came to the playoffs, so he started to hit a little better. And so if we're having a healthy semi in here, he's like a guy that can, like he can, he can really take your team from, um, from being good to being a contender. So again, with this one year deal, are we saying this is our year to compete or are we kind of saying, Hey, um, this is the direction we're moving in. We're, we're, we're maybe looking for, um, other guys to take their step in with, with, you know, more of the other team's focus on Simeon and Springer in the lineup. Maybe someone like Vlad slots down to like the, the six hole and, and he's able to really, um, find himself, find his stroke this year. So, I think this is a tone setter move. I think it's a great move. $18 million is a lot of money. Yes. And, and the, uh, not the Raptors, the Jays have actually committed uh, over $180 million in the past two, two and a half weeks, Simon, uh, $180 million has been committed Simon in two and a half weeks. That's the most um, by any team at this point. So I think the Jays are, they're really in it and I'm looking forward to Marcus Simeon. And if I can quickly, I know, Talking a lot, Simon. I know. I just want to quickly say I think the lineup right now looks absolutely um, terrifying to to pitch against. You got, I'd 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 lead it off with with Kevin Biggio, who's an on base machine. I'd probably bring up Bo second. I put Springer third, and I would consider putting Teoscar Hernandez fourth. Um, fifth, I would kind of roll with with Semyon. And I know I'm a notorious Vladdy hater on this show, but I would put Vladdy in the six hole. Gurriel in the seven hole, and then probably Danny Jansen, um, you know, in, in that eight hole and either whoever is, you know, the, there's a lot of debate between who the DH is going to be because we got four outfielders now. So I could see the DH either being Hernandez or Telez or Grichik. And I think, I think more often than not, if it's a right-handed pitcher, Telez is going to be in, and then maybe we could see Grichik for a left-handed pitcher, but I think Hernandez is going to be playing every day. Um, so yeah, that, that nine holes kind of up for grabs, but I'm sure there's going to be another move coming because, um, 
Mark and Ross have been just going at it the past couple past couple weeks. So starting pitching is still a concern, Simon. Um, we need to kind of solidify that a little better, and I think something's coming. Um, they did miss out on on Tanaka, and they missed out on someone else. I, I totally I'm blanking now, um, but they were really close in signing him, Simon. I'll figure it out. Trevor but anyways, Bauer. No, he hasn't signed yet. But maybe <laughs> by the time someone hears this, he will have signed with someone else. I don't see Bauer um, as our as our next pickup because that would again we've already committed 180 million dollars to players this year, and he's gonna either want one massive one year deal or the the new largest average annual value deal um, of any pitcher because teams are just gonna throw money at him because he had a great year last year and. He was a hot take. He's not a top five pitcher. Sorry, I said it. Um, he's a good pitcher. I have to see another year of him at this level to say he's a top five starting pitcher in the league. So, Simon, what do you think about about Marcus Simeon? About the Jays going into this year? About moves going forward? I'm 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 apologetic that we put Shapiro on blast like hard. Maybe we should take that episode down. I I either that or like edit that part out because like. I think it was like what we posted that on Monday, and what did we sign? We we, we signed yeah, we signed him like the next like day. Every time we talk, or every like time we Wednesday? talk, like the day after, yeah. or the two days after, someone signs. So, um, no, I uh, I I don't know much uh, about Marcus uh, Simeon. I I knew um, he had a had a an okay last year last year, but I'm I'm excited. Like the team, like that lineup, you just. Um, said and it's obviously hypothetical we don't know if like the team is going to play tomorrow that's more or less what it may look like that's a that's a good lineup um, it's a really good lineup if you have yeah. Lourdes Gurriel hitting seventh um yeah yeah he hit like really well last year I'm not going to give you a number because I don't have it but I know he had a good hitting year last year and he's someone that could easily hit anywhere from second to fifth in a, in a lineup so I'm man fired up like i think it's a an exciting time to be the j to be like a jays fan um and and we also had four prospects in the top 100 um released by mlb network recently so yeah what what what's the what's the situation with uh, austin martin is, is he gonna play this year like what do you think No, I don't think he's going to play this year. He might come up in September um, when, you know, they go from a 25-man to a 40-man roster. Um, I could totally see that happening. Um, it also depends on if the minor leagues happen this year because it didn't happen in 2020. Uh, they just didn't have a minor league season. A lot of guys are out of work, out of money. So uh, I really hope there's a minor league season this this coming year. But uh, one thing I did miss um, before with another acquisition the Jays had, uh, Steven Matz, Simon, um, got traded to the Jays from the Mets. Steven Matz is a left-handed pitcher. Um, nothing super notable there. He's probably a back end of the rotation guy or a middle relief guy. Um, he'll give you some solid innings. He's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna be Clayton Kershaw or Jacob Degrom, but he's he's gonna get you some innings. And we only gave up three prospects for him, and I think I'd only heard of one of them. So I would I would say that's um, if you're gonna you know, go for a back-end rotation guy. I'm happy we didn't have to give up someone like Austin Martin or Josh Groshans or or Alejandro Kirk. So, yeah, I think I think Martin 
totally depends on if there's a minor league season. Interesting. Regardless, uh, go Jays go. And we'll hopefully be hosting our, our first live podcast from mm-hmm. the new soon-to-be-announced six-pod booth mm-hmm. in the Rogers Center. Right yep. beside so, uh, Buck, Buck Martinez. Yep. yep, so Buck will be making an appearance on the show. Um, but yeah, um, one more quick note just about the MLP uh, before we go into the Leafs, um, Simon. Uh, we talked about this a little bit, but Nolan Arenado traded to the St. Louis Cardinals from the Colorado Rockies. Uh, just a quick background for everyone, Nolan Arenado, arguably the best third baseman in the league right now, arguably a top you know, 10, 15 player in the league as well. Um, he's, again, arguably the best defensive player in the league as he's won platinum gloves, I think. Like, he's definitely won back-to-back platinum gloves, and it's more than possible that he's won now three in a row. Platinum glove, for everyone who knows, is the best defender in your respective league, so AL, I know. Um, so that's nothing to, you know, that's nothing to shake a stick at. And he was traded to the St. Louis Cardinals for prospects. And let me mention, none of these prospects are on the MLB top 100 prospects list, okay? And along with this perennial all-star, Nolan Arenado, Colorado sent $50 million with their perennial all-star gold glover to the St. Louis Cardinals for prospects who are not even in the MLB's top 100 prospect list. Can you think of a trade, Simon, that makes less sense than this one? Simon, let me put this in in some hockey terms for you, okay? I know we we like to, you know, translate each other's languages a little bit. So (laughs) this is essentially like someone like, let's say, okay, because we talked about Eric Carlson a lot. Prime Eric Carlson, who's, you know, very good offensively as a defender and, and can make defensive plays. And was at his time considered one to be as to be at the, one of the best at his position, right? This is like trading the sends in his prime years, Eric Carlson away to a team who's not even competing right now. The Cardinals aren't a team that looks to be competing right now for unknown prospects and also sending over millions of dollars. It doesn't make sense. So yeah, I had to get that out, but that's just, a little bit of insanity. Um, I don't understand what's going on in Colorado, but maybe he wanted out. Maybe he wanted out, Simon. Still, though, you're really going to let that that like caliber of a player walk with that return? Something's up there, Sherm. He's not even old. He's like 30. Yeah. So, man. All right. Get into the Leafs, Simon. So... The Leafs just finished a, 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 an Edmonton uh, or an Alberta road trip, that is, and seven out of, out of eight points. Um, nothing to be mad about. Uh, a lot of promising things. Um, I liked uh, I liked Freddie. Let's, let's start with goaltending first. Okay, Freddie. Uh, Jack Campbell is uh, out uh, for, I think, Keith said like four weeks uh, with an undisclosed injury. Uh, so by the grace of God, Michael Hutchinson is back with us uh, as the backup goalie and he will make an appearance 
unless Campbell it does is it, it comes back before that. Uh, we're gonna have a back to back eventually, regardless. Um, Freddie has like settled in a little bit, which which has been nice to see. Yesterday, uh, yesterday's loss against Edmonton, um, Freddie had like a like an unreal save with like ten seconds left in the third. Um, so he stole us a point, um, which was cool. Uh, Matthews has had like a goal in the last like five games, uh, like a goal, like in like every goal, every game. Um, so he's looking good. Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. A little schnip. Um, he, you know, Leafs are running two power play, uh, two power play units right now. And both are succeeding very, very well. And that's, uh, that kind of goes against what like the stats people say, which is kind of fun. Um, like every advanced stat hockey player ops person would say, load up one power play unit and then play them for the full two. That makes sense well, to me, to be it honest. It does. Um, but Manny Maholtra, who is the Leafs power play power play specialist, has done some great work, and they have two like strong units, which is cool. Um, because if you're defending you get through like Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner and Wayne Simmons. And then you go up to uh, go against like John Tavares, William Nylander and like that TJ. Of- yeah. Yeah. Like TJ Brody, uh, Kerfoot, uh, et cetera. So it's fun. We're off till uh, Thursday. Good little, nice little regroup. They had an off day today. They have an optional skills. Say Thursday. Yeah. They're off till Thursday. Um, they have th- Four days off. The Leafs have played the most games in the NHL. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so they they had an off day today. There's an optional skills uh, session tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, but then they do practice Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, I I don't. You said it last night. I'm I'm making progress. I didn't lose my lose my shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, after. Mm-hmm. And hey, like a like an like a like an Edmonton road trip. And like when you're going up, when you're going against Connor McDavid, like you're you're happy if you get seven out of eight points. And so I'll take it. I have to say, watching Edmonton play is like pretty much McDavid's on the ice. You clench, you clench your body, yeah. and then McDavid's off the ice. Dry settle comes on the ice. You clench your body. Dry settle gets off the ice. You're okay. Yeah, it's McDavid man, comes back Con- on, and then Mc- it, oh, like he's so good. It's like their honestly, their power play is is pretty terrifying. I'm gonna be honest. I'd rather face the Leafs power play than the Oilers power play. Yeah, I think like with like recency bias. I mean, not even recency bias. Like the the Oilers had the best power play last year, and it's for that reason. You got McDavid and Drysdale on, on on both sides, and you go back and forth as a goalie or even just like as, as a defender, right? Like you can't play a box style defense because you're gonna leave a lane open. And you don't want to give McDavid space and you don't want to let Dreisaitl shoot. So you're kind of like, all right, which one would we rather? And it's, you know, they capitalize very, very often. Who else is, is Nugent Hopkins on that? I would say, yeah, it's Nugent Hopkins and, and uh, Tyson Berry. Just leading, leading the power play. Uh, former Leafs legend, Tyson Berry, leading the pack. Um, no, I think, uh, listen, this is a, like a good hockey team. There has been some like moments 
even just like periods where I'm like that, like this is a good hockey team. Like we've won games this year, especially in this lot in this last road trip where like games have been tight. Where like last year we would have lost these games, we would have choked the lead. Um, we, Freddie would have fallen asleep. Uh, Matthews or or Marner or Tavares wouldn't have come up big. And is it these new mature players in the dressing room? Is it Keith actually having a training camp with this team? I don't know, but like there, there's been some growth, and we just got to continue. And and I'm, it's a good time to be. It's a good time to be a J, like a, just a Toronto sports fan. We've got the Jays, we've got the Tampa Bay Raptors. Um, we've got, well, once they turn around, it'll be a good time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, Jacob, that's my that's my Leafs. Uh, update that's what i told my therapist yesterday anyways lovely simon i think that covers just about everything from this past week um yeah hope you guys enjoyed this show please listen and tell your friends about it please keep saying if you're listening to this end just you know take a quick second to send the link to to one friend and yeah, if we would if appreciate you're that if you're here if you're, if you're, if you're listening here, to this you're an elite few you're uh <laughs> All right, guys, uh, have a good one.